Welcome to the Proper Lookout Podcast, published by the Statutory Insurance Group of McCabe Kerwood. In this series, our CTP experts will discuss a range of topics, sharing their thoughts on an industry trend or an intriguing legal issue, explaining the intricacies of an important case, and hopefully imparting some of the knowledge that they have gained. Hi, this is Helen Huang, and welcome to the first episode of the Proper Lookout Podcast for 2019. When alleging a false and misleading statement within the meaning of section 117 and 118 of the Motor Accidents Compensation Act 1999, does the onus lie with the insurer or the claimant to establish that he or she was a passenger travelling in the vehicle at the time of the accident? Now this question will be addressed in today's podcast. We delve deeper into this issue, which was canvassed in the New South Wales Court of Appeal decision of Nguyen and Tran, 2018. I'll quickly provide a brief overview of the relevant sections. So section 117 of the Act states, a person being a claimant who makes a statement knowing that it is false or misleading in respect of his or her claim, is guilty of an offence. The maximum penalty stipulated under this section is 50 units or imprisonment for 12 months or both. It's quite severe. So now you might ask, what is the remedy available to the insurer? This is where section 118 of the Act comes into play. Section 118 of the Act states, If it is found that the claimant has obtained a financial benefit, the insurer is entitled to recover from the claimant the amount of the financial benefit and any costs incurred to the claim. So now you might ask, Why are false and misleading statements relevant to the CTP landscape? Phantom passenger claims have become more prevalent in the CTP landscape, particularly with the fluctuation of infant passenger claims. This means that insurers have to become alive to these issues and had to place greater emphasis on the insurer's for them to confirm whether the passengers A, actually exist and B, were situated in the vehicle at the time of the accident. Insurers take into account the totality of the evidence, which can include police reports, accident report forms prepared by their insureds. They also obtain witness statements who can verify, confirm that the passengers existed and were situated in the motor vehicle at the time of the accident. They also obtain and request medical evidence, which can include clinical records and reports from treating general practitioners, which may document the accident and may mention other passengers or claimants in the notes. On first blush, it may appear that the insurer has the onus of establishing that the claimant was travelling in the vehicle at the time of the accident. So now that we've gone through the relevant 
sections of the Act. I will now go into the actual facts of the decision. So the insured driver, Ms Nguyen, was involved in a motor vehicle accident on the 20th of November 2012. She negligently turned her vehicle into the path of oncoming traffic and collided with another vehicle. Ms Nguyen was clearly negligent. Now, the claimant alleges he was a rear seat passenger in the insured's vehicle and that he was injured in the accident. A claim was made in respect to damages for personal injury. The insurer alleges that the claimant was not in the vehicle at the time of the accident and that he had brought a false and misleading claim within the meaning of sections 117 and 118 of the Motor Accidents Compensation Act 1999. The matter was first dealt with in the District Court of New South Wales before Her Honour Judge Norton. The insurer called two independent witnesses, one being the driver and two being the passenger of the other vehicle that was involved in the accident. Both witnesses gave evidence that were three occupants in the insured's vehicle, not four. The claimant called evidence from the two other passengers in the insured's vehicle, who both confirmed his presence in the vehicle. It is noteworthy that the other two passengers had also made claims arising from the same motor vehicle accident. Her Honour accepted, in relation to the insurer's witnesses, that there were witnesses of integrity who gave their evidence in a straightforward manner to the best of their ability. Her Honour observed that the number of passengers in the insured's vehicle would not have been an important issue to them at the time of the accident. Her Honour was also concerned that the insured's witness statements were obtained three years after the accident and that the accident had been discussed between themselves. In respect of the claimant's evidence, Her Honour found that there were obvious credit issues with the claimant and the two witnesses. In respect to the claimant, Her Honour found that he was very vague both in his evidence and in the histories he gave to medical legal experts. It was also documented in the evidence that he was very vague in providing his residential address as well. So obviously there are alarm bells going on there. Her Honour ultimately determined that the claimant had established on the balance of probabilities that he was in the vehicle at the time of the accident. The trial judge determined that the insurer had a tactical burden to demonstrate that the claimant was not in the vehicle at the time of the accident. The trial judge came to this determination notwithstanding the inconsistencies in the evidence and the credibility issues afflicting the claimant and the two other witnesses. At first instance, Her Honour accepted that there were suspicion that he was not in the vehicle at the time of the accident and that the insurer had not established the requisite level of proof to demonstrate that he was not in the vehicle. So now we come to what happened to the New South Wales Court of Appeal. The essential issue on appeal was whether the trial judge had erred 
in the evaluation of the evidence of the witnesses, causing her honour to wrongly conclude that the claimant was a passenger in the insured's vehicle at the time of the accident, and thus erred in awarding him damages. President Beasley of the New South Wales Court of Appeal determined that the trial judge had erred. He was the majority decision. At paragraph 48 of the decision, President Beasley referred to the application of section 140 of the Evidence Act by the trial judge. He determined that she had applied it incorrectly. President Beasley then referred to the trial judge's application that it was a clear or cogent or strict proof to make out on the balance of probabilities. Basically, President Beasley concluded that the trial judge had misinterpreted the question of onus. It was determined that the insurer did not have to establish that the claimant was not in the vehicle. It was for the claimant to establish that he was. That question had to be determined on the whole of the evidence. So in summary and going back to the issue at hand, the Court of Appeal determined the trial judge had approached the task of fact-finding on a segmented approach. This means that the question had to be determined on the whole of the evidence. In relation to the onus, the onus was on the claimant to establish that he was a passenger in the vehicle on the balance of probabilities, rather than the insurer to prove he was not present in the vehicle. So summarising this podcast, the take-home message is really the onus is on the claimant to prove all elements of the claim, especially whether he was present, he or she was present in the vehicle when the accident occurred. The onus is not on the insurer and the standard of proof remains the balance of probabilities. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Now stay tuned for the next podcast by Eden Christopher. He provides a quick overview of common law entitlements under the Murder Accident Injuries Act 2017. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Proper Lookout podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. For more information on anything discussed, please contact Peter Hunt at peter.hunt at or visit our website to see McCabe Kerwood's full team of specialists.